0: Hi, welcome to episode 68 of Talk About the Passion. My guest today is Rich Thurston, and I named this episode after the throwdown song, Step It Up. Rich has played in a number of bands from the late 90s to now here in 2021, where he is still releasing music. We talk about his time in Florida, and Rich confirms that all of those man-from-Florida news stories you hear uh, here make perfect sense. We get into some amazing stories from fighting Nazis at shows in Florida through most of the bands he's played in, from culture to terror to on bodies, and then his newest projects, Lowest, who just released a seven-inch, and, uh, Treason. Rich was a great guest to have on here, uh, pretty funny guy, honest, uh, willing to just, you know, talk about anything and not hold back, uh, so that was great, and, uh, At the end, near the end, we talk about having him uh, come back on again, so hopefully we can make that happen sooner than later. Uh, This was a fun one to do, and I'm uh, glad Rich came on, so thanks, Rich. A couple more things. Uh, You can listen to this podcast anywhere you find your podcasts, including Spotify and Amazon now. If you want to stay current, hit that subscribe button or follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, which I keep pretty current. If you would like to be on a future episode of the podcast, I'm always looking for guests to either come and talk about themselves or talk about, you know, something specific. If, you know, you want to come on and talk about, I don't know, Dag Nasty for two hours, uh, we can arrange that. Send me a message on one of those social media sites and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Anyway, enough from me. Here we go. Episode 68, Step It Up with Rich Thurston. Thanks for listening. I'm here with uh Rich Thurston. How are you doing today? I'm all right, dude. How you doing? Very good, very good. And you're in uh Cincinnati? I am, Queen City. Yeah. How uh how long have you lived there?
1: Um I moved to Ohio in ninety late ninety eight. Then I moved to Connecticut for a year to play in Blazeman Shed, and then I came back. So I've been here steady since 2000.
0: Right. And, and where did you uh, grow up?
1: Um, I was born in Boston.
0: Um, then I moved to New Jersey.
1: Then I moved to Florida. My dad worked for IBM, so we got transferred quite often. Uh, right. um, so I grew up mostly in Florida. I was there from sixth grade until. You know,
0: twenty-eight or something crazy like that, right? And uh, were you getting to music as a as a young kid? Um, I did.
1: My cousin, um, she was always into like metal and hard rock and things like that, and uh, I was influenced, you know, by her just uh, just to be introduced to music and stuff and. I remember when I was five, my parents got me a, uh, a Kiss guitar. It was like this little plastic guitar with plastic strings, and it had like their faces on it. Oh, nice. I think I had that thing for like 15 years, <laughs> it seemed like. But uh, I, I wish I still had it now. Right.
2: But,
1: um, yeah, so I mean, from very, very early on, I was always
0: into music. Yeah. And uh, so were you a big Kiss fan?
1: Um, not necessarily. Yeah. I just happened to have, I had a Detroit Rock City 45 and that guitar. And that was right. like, all I, when you're five, like, when you're five years old, that's
0: all you need. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And did you, uh, when was the, the first time you sort of started buying your own music? Um, I, <laughs> I
1: didn't really start playing my own music um, until I was probably 16 or 17 and I would try and get together with some friends and we would try and write stuff and we were all just so terrible that it didn't really, <laughs> right? it didn't really matter. You know, it just, it was just, we'd sit in my garage in Florida and just make a bunch of noise. And it was, uh, but I mean, it was like, you know, the greatest time to be alive, you know, yeah. like you're just. Yeah no there was no worries nothing was going on you were just you know just you and some buddies just trying to you know imitate what you've been listening to for years and years i uh i remember i i've only formally taking taken excuse me two bass guitar lessons ever and the first lesson the guy showed me a bunch of like scales and the second lesson I walked in and asked him if he would show me how to play uh master of puppets. Oh nice. <laughs> and then like and then that was it. Like, I yeah. never I never <laughs> took, I never took any more lessons for anything after that. I just sort of I just sort of uh, you know,
0: Picks was like, well,
1: let me figure this out on my Yeah, let me just figure this out on my own.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of us did that. We kind of would start taking lessons and yeah, he'd be like, "All right, I, w- I need to learn how to play Jump on the Fire or whatever."
2: <clears throat> right.
0: And then uh yeah. So, so uh, how, is
1: this the '80s? Or early yeah, 90s? yeah. This is '80s, uh,
0: early '80s. Actually, uh,
1: is when I decided that I wanted to play an instrument. Right. Um, I started off playing bass because um, everyone I knew was playing guitar. Right. So, so I figured, why not just learn how to play bass? And I don't know. I, 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 I you know, I can't read music. Right. I mean, I can look at I can look at tablature and figure out where it's going to be on right, the right. guitar, but but if someone says to me, "Hey, uh, it goes D F sharp," <laughs> right. yeah, I'm like, "D, just tell me the fret, because I don't know what the hell <laughs> yeah. you're talking about right yeah, now." Yeah, right.
0: Three to five.
1: <laughs> I don't know, like like quit showing off, nerd. Just right. show me you know, Like,
0: <laughs> just show me where to chug, and we'll be we'll be all set. What uh, <laughs> what kind of stuff were you listening to at that point when you were a, a teenager?
1: Um, well, up
0: until, up until about 15 or so,
1: I was listening to, I started off listening to like the lighter side of metal, like the hair metal bands and stuff when I was, you know, 13 years old. And then, and then, you know, I'll never forget. I was on a plane. We were going from Florida to Boston to go visit family.
2: Yeah.
1: And there was this dude with a giant fire engine, red Mohawk on the plane. Right. And we just started talking and he, and he just saw, I had I had a, uh, a Slayer tape right? and he had, he had an exploited tape and I was like, Hey man, can I kind of listen to that? And right. then he's like, yeah, sure. We were only seated a couple, a couple of seats away from each other. We were kind of just talking and stuff. And like, that's really when I first started listening, like being exposed to like punk, Yeah, you know, like in, in, in Punk, I never really identified with, with punk rock all too much Right. more. I think more now, I think more now than I did then, then
2: yeah, um, yeah.
1: you know, I, I mean, that's weird how it works out that way, but <laughs> like I was, I always thought it was like super like not talented dudes that just right, got, right. just got fucked up all the time and talked about anarchy, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So like, that's just, that, that was my impression of it and so like i, I always uh, yeah so instead of going more of the punk rock route i was getting into like heavier metal like i went to metallica slayer megadeth you know and right. so on and so forth to where like to where i was listening to real aggressive like you know thrash and and like you know later on would we call death metal but right. like at the time it was just it was just the heaviest stuff that was around and then um then I got into skateboarding like most people did. Um, and that's when I was like exposed to like hardcore. Yeah. Um, there was a guy, his name was Chris Goldbach. Yeah. He was this, uh, I I credit him for, for, uh, getting me involved in all of this. I don't know if I credit him or, or wishes death. I can't decide (laughs) which one, but, um, he had a Volkswagen. I'll never forget it. He had a Volkswagen Beetle. And on the back of the Beagle we had a DAG nasty sticker and a minor threat sticker. Yeah. So I so I immediately went down to the local record store yeah. and bought a DAG nasty, wig out of Denko's and um minor threat out of step.
0: Just because of and the, I, it was on that guy's car. Like he
1: was I had no I had no idea what it was gonna be like. No yeah. clue. Um the logos looked sweet, so I was yeah, like, yeah. let me let me try them. Right. See what and then that's just really where it all started. From there, I was like, "Oh, okay, this all makes sense now." Like,
0: like that made sense to me. Yeah. And and so, did you identify with the the straight edge stuff immediately? With, um, I, I would or? say I did, although I
1: didn't know it was straight edge until Minor Threat. My Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, I've never been a fan like of getting like drunk or high and stuff. Right. I, I did it a couple times in my life. Yeah. Um. Like when I say a couple of times, I literally mean like a couple of times. I think yeah. I drank like twice and right. week, once. And it wasn't like an unpleasurable experience. It yeah. just wasn't for me, yeah. you know? Like yeah, I'm not exactly. going to give you some horror story right, right. about, you know, oh, I was, you know, <laughs> I, I went hallucinating for 12 days right. and I, no, it, was, it was fun. Yeah. I get it. I totally <laughs> why people do it. Right. That's the, it just h- wasn't, it just wasn't my deal, you know?
0: Yeah. And that, that's the thing I think people fail to understand about straight edge is, uh, you know, this people, everyone's doing it for a different reason and uh, there's no real wrong reason, you know, unless you're just doing it to, <laughs> like as a fashion statement or something, but, you know, most sincere yeah. people you talk to have a, you know, just, yeah, it's, it wasn't their thing or, or, yeah, maybe someone had a family that was uh, on drugs and, you know, they didn't want to go that route. And,
1: uh, right, right, so you automatically would, would gravitate to straight as bands yeah, just because yeah. they're they're thinking the same way you are, you know? Like, so that's, I mean, that's really what it was for me. Like I never really got into it. So, you know, I'd go to parties and stuff and just be me standing there, Yeah. (laughs) you know? But I mean, I was friends with everybody, so it didn't really, it didn't really matter. It just, uh, I don't know. It just, it did. It wasn't something I I necessarily thought about like, Oh, I'm not, I'm making a stand. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. It's it just never was for me. Right. And then when I found out that there was a whole goddamn movement about wow. it, <laughs> yeah. it was, I was like, the whole time I think
0: I'm doing something
1: unique. Right. And
0: meanwhile, yeah. fucking Ian e. McKay, he's got it all figured out. <laughs> it's crazy how, you know, people like you, you know, find that world because that's, you know, yeah it's it's, a, yeah. it's such a small... Little scene. Even that, then. like he
1: was even smaller then. Yeah, you know? like yeah, it then. was even.
0: Yeah, there was no internet. You know, it wasn't even the thing. heyday yet. You yeah. know, it, it
1: wasn't even the the early nineties
0: yet, where yeah. like yeah, every single person was straighted. Right. And um, so so D- Dag Nasty and Minor Threat, uh, which one of those did you were you more into the out of those two?
1: Um, I I mean I I feel like I was just drawn to both of them where dag dag nasty to me seemed more of like a just a fun band
2: yeah yeah
1: like fun you know like the music was i mean they were clearly very talented yeah. musicians yeah and it wasn't And it wasn't quite as aggro as minor threat you know yeah, so but like yeah. it was still very aggressive on its own right yeah it just took me until later on in life to like appreciate the musical value of it whereas in the moment, I was just like, "This is really, really awesome." It's like nothing I've been listening to, and
2: yeah.
1: and it was. You know, and then you get to minor threat, and you're like, "All right, I'm gonna go drive this car through a brick wall and fight whoever's on the other side." <laughs> I
3: know, right?
1: I'm <laughs> you know, saying so it just automatically makes you like, like I identified obviously with minor threat, like most people do. Yeah, of course. You no, know, like because you know everyone, everyone gives minor threat this, this, uh, you know, they started straight edge, which. Sure, they uh, technically they probably did, but like they had so many other things going on too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Besides
1: that, but you know, some of their their, all their songs were, they just spoke to an entire
0: generation of of people. I know it's. it's, I was thinking of that recently on, uh, betray, and I was thinking how how old was he when he wrote that because it sounds like something someone who had you know gone through a bunch of shit with L- the lights yeah, on yeah yeah. you know like, was, he, yeah. he was able to encompass that like and speak to yep. you know me when i was 14 and uh it made sense because i yeah i'd kind of gone through that stuff in school and with girls or whatever uh so yeah they, they definitely had more especially on that out of step record i think most of that stuff was yeah. more uh aside from the song out of step it was mostly uh more like personal and like sort of emo type stuff Not emo,
1: yeah, and like, and you, like, you can identify with you could identify with like what he was saying about what he was dealing with, because odds uh, are you were dealing with something incredibly similar
2: yeah. to that.
0: Yeah. Um, know, so. so so where did you go from there musically? Um, I mean it just you know, it just
1: it just sort of just and then you know, they just sort of opened up, you know, yeah. you start finding about all their bands and and this whole other world. And I remember being like wanting to Learn as much as i could about about bands and i I remember my first my first uh show was uh i think it was eighty seven yeah and and it was a a gnostic front and verbal assault oh nice and I remember being f- fucking petrified during a gnostic front
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I remember being like like i was petrified but also knew that's exactly where I was supposed to be yeah yeah. You know, like, I mean, in Florida, it, I don't know if it's the heat or what, but it, it, it created some Neanderthal down yeah, there, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. some giant-ass skinhead dudes <laughs> running around yeah, yeah. just smashing people's faces in. And you're just like, holy shit, yeah. what am I doing here? And then you're like, I, I don't ever want to leave at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then and then it just, it, you know, just snowballs and then You start getting into all the New York bands, all the California bands. You hear yeah. about DC bands. You know, and
0: then you know, and then just spreads itself out. Yeah, and I, we were saying that about Agnostic Front. I remember the, getting that first record, and um which I wish I still had like, the original copy. Yeah. but I remember seeing the right. pictures, <laughs> pictures of those guys, and they they terrified me because I, you know, New York yeah, hard. Yeah, scary as time. fuck, man. You know, I was from the suburbs <laughs> of Boston. Like,
1: and those right. guys were... was scary as fuck. You're like, holy <laughs> shit, who what is happening right now? Yeah, it's like. Even... Even... You didn't see too many guys with a lot of tattoos. and Then there's Roger, yeah. right? With this dying yeah. ass. You're like, what? Right. You're like, what has happened? You know? So it's like you, you just start getting exposed to this and that and the other stuff. And then yeah. it, you know, it snowballed from there. And then before you know it, you've been into hardcore for 35 years yeah. and you don't even know where the time went. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
0: it's crazy. Um so, you were so your first shows were in Florida. This is where all this is is happening.
1: For you. Yeah, this is where it all. This is where I was first exposed. To everything was was Florida.
0: Yeah. And how and how was the scene down there? Was there's you know you you talk about uh, Nazis and and uh, well you hear a
1: there's lot about that Nazis. Kind of there was a lot of Nazi skinhead stuff that was more north. I I lived in South Florida. Okay. You know, like like uh, Miami, Miami Beach. Right. Fort Lauderdale, you know, like it, it, pretty much from like the Pompano Beach south, yep. it was all not the scene was awesome. Yeah. Uh, at the time, West Palm Beach and up was sketchy.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like we didn't go to shows up there. They didn't come to shows down here. Yeah. Uh, down here, like I'm still there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like there was always some really good fights yeah. and stuff with not skinhead to have show up on occasion. Yeah. And I, I always wondered, I always remember being like young and like 18, 19 years old. I'm in the middle of fucking downtown Miami beach fighting some Neanderthal Nazi skinhead. And I'm like, what, are, how did I get here? <laughs> like, right. I'm having this conversation with myself. Like, like, yeah. It's just skateboarding listening to Dag Nasty one minute and then the next minute I'm in the middle of a street with this guy's got a giant stick and wants to bash my brains in, you know? Yeah, with an eighty
0: eight his neck or
1: whatever. Yeah, and you're like, What the <laughs> fuck? How did I get here? Yeah, uh, my parents it, are gonna be so disappointed, you know? <laughs> it's just um, it just uh you know, and then the flip side of that, like those guys those those skinhead dudes would get just murdered every yeah. time they'd come down.
3: Yeah. I know. And I just
1: wonder like like they just keep coming. It's like I, know. I mean I I know they're dumb because right. they're they're Nazis in the first place, but like you're really dumb. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how right. many they brought. They always got smacked.
0: Yeah. There's, every I, time.
1: Every there, single time.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I I actually as as recent as maybe I don't know, maybe ten years ago, I was at a show up here uh, in Salem Mass. And just a, one random dude shows up with a screwdriver shirt. <laughs> and my buddy went up to him. He's That's like, "That's a ballsy move." Yeah, he's like, "Really?" He's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "You're really wearing that in 2015 or, or you know whatever it is." Fucking yeah, left or whatever. But um, yeah, I- <laughs> it,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's wild. It's wild to think back to those times where yeah. like, and it's and, and it's so different from the way like racism is like handled today.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like today, if, if someone saw 10 Nazi skinheads marching down the street, they would be really quick to get their phone out and exactly. post about it. And say how terrible it was. Yeah, Somebody should, it. should do something about yeah, it. Yeah. Like now, if you, you know, if you're, if you rewind 30 years ago, like we were the ones doing something
2: about it. Yeah. Yeah. Know.
1: You know, so it just made it, it. you know, where where you hear people talk about you know, well you know, violence doesn't solve anything. You're just stupid down the, their level and stuff. I'm like, well, that's fine. My yeah. job's not to change their mind. My yeah, exactly. job is to make sure they never fucking come back. You yeah, know?
0: exactly. Yeah, I read uh, so, yes. an interview uh, you did with uh, No Echo and you told this story about. Yeah, where... <laughs> can you tell that story about a bio? Was it a Biohazard show or a Pantera show?
1: Oh. Yeah, it was one of the greatest. It was one of the greatest moments in my life. <laughs> um, but, like, like, like. Hopefully, if I you know get older and you know start to forget things, like this is the last thing I want to forget because it's so great. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know it was Machine Head. I know it was Biohazard. Yeah. I can't. Someone told me that I had the headline act wrong. It was either Pantera or Slayer. I can't remember. Right. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um. Damien, actually, Damien Moyel, he, he would remember. I don't, yeah. I don't remember
2: off the top of my head. Okay.
1: But anyways, so regardless, Machine Head's playing, and we're waiting for bi- – we're there to see bi- yeah.
2: Um
1: at the time. So, so my – yeah, I don't really know who the opening – the, the headlining act was. Okay. So we're waiting. Uh, Machine Head's got a couple songs left, um, and we just – there's probably like five or six of us there. And we're just kind of standing around and uh we notice like an overabundance of skinheads that we don't know. Yeah. And we're like, sweet Jesus, we're probably gonna get murdered. Right. One of these dudes is gonna reckon us, and it's just gonna be we're gonna get destroyed here. So so we, we kinda huddle up <laughs> and sort of make a game plan, like, all right, listen, none of us are running. We're not, you know, we're not we're gonna just deal with this and right whatever happens and uh so the lights go off for biohazard and we're like uh and you can actually see you can actually see these dudes in the darkness like circling around us right like like you can see it we're like holy shit we're about to get
2: fucked
1: up yeah like like we just knew like well all right here it comes (laughs) so the fucking biohazard the lights fly on and everyone starts screaming and yelling and sure as shit, just about every single person that I knew was just like appeared. Like it was <laughs> a, like, like teleported there. And they were just like, and it was like the most euphoric like thing <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I experienced. Cause you're like, yo, we're about to get <laughs> murdered. Now yeah. There's like 200 of us now. Right. Like it was wild. It was crazy. Those, Fucking Nazi kids didn't know what to do, and then sure as shit like all what half a song into biohazard all hell breaks loose, <laughs> and we're, we're fucking smashing these guys. biohazard stops their set, turns the house lights on. this is a giant arena, yeah, so like biohazard stops the set, yeah, as if it was like some club show, you right, know
2: right.
1: um the lights come on, all oh, hell's breaking loose um like things were getting bad for these Nazi dudes. Like, I, I'm not even sure, like, you know, it, it, to put it lightly, it was bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm in my infinite wisdom. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to hide from these cops and just take my shirt off and sit down on one of these chairs. Right. Like what, like, so, like what, what a terrible plan that was <laughs> like, like you come on, like ah, oh, son of a bitch. So he throws me out. Right. Right. I'm walking cuz at that point they weren't arresting anybody. They were just trying to throw people out. And right. break up this huge this huge riot fight that just happened. Yeah. So, I'm outside and I'm like, well, guess I'm going to hang out outside for a while. As I'm coming around the corner, the drummer from Machine Head was like, "Hey man, I saw what was going on inside." And at first, I'm like, "Uh-oh." All like, who right. side? who sided with oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, He's like, that shit was fucking awesome. He's like, come <laughs> with me. And he walked me back in through the back. Yeah. Like gave me a, a, a gave me a backstage pass. And oh, nice. And I walked through the, yeah, I walked through the back and uh, Billy from Biohazard, who I, who I knew just yeah. from playing, just from them, come, them playing in Florida all the time, right. he, he was just, we stopped and talked to him for a moment and just explained what happened and, He's like, oh, all right, we we couldn't really see what was going on, so we stopped and blah blah blah. Right. So I just go out there and uh, sit down for a little while with, with the rest of my friends, and we just have like one of those moments where like, <laughs> this was one of the, this is one of the best nights of our lives. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's
1: yeah, that's it's, just, it's just crazy, man. It's, it's like I have stories like that all the time. From Florida is a fucking wild ass <laughs> place, dude.
2: Yeah,
1: Florida is a wild like you know. I was everyone talks about how you know oh gotta be from
2: Florida. Right. Florida
1: this, but it's. That's real life.
0: That's yeah. real good. <laughs> Florida is a wild-ass place. Yeah. And So how long did you... When did you move out of there?
1: Um, Let's see. I moved from Miami.
0: Then we moved up to
1: Gainesville for a year. Yeah. Uh, that must have been 96, 97. We were in Gainesville because that was the year culture went to Europe. Oh, nice. Uh, so we were up there... I was there for a year, yeah. Just about a year um, after the Culture European tour, I was I wasn't in Culture anymore, so I was like, "Well, my I want to get the fuck out of Florida." Right. So that's when I moved to Ohio. I just had friends in Ohio, so I was like, "That's an easy move. Let's just do that." Yeah, so. of
0: course. And uh, so, so was your your first band wasn't Culture, though, was it? No, my first yeah. band was not Culture. Right. I was a
1: band um, called Ego Trip. Yeah um I was actually 18 at the time and yeah uh it was the first time I had written my own songs it was the first time I had my own equipment and you know like, like yeah pseudo like pseudo good equipment I like yeah. was still shitty right by today's comparison right you know but it was mine yeah. you know <laughs> like yeah, it yeah. was yeah. so it was uh you know we played a ton of shows in Florida that was the only place we could play because what people don't realize is it takes 16 hours to, to drive out of Florida.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
1: What I'm saying, like from from like
0: from the bottom to
1: from like from like Miami to to Georgia is like 14 and a half hours.
0: Yeah,
1: or something ridiculous. So like we just never we never got around we, to getting out of Florida. You know, yeah. we just. But um, I mean, it was it was an amazing time. Yeah, my first band. Yeah. We got to play a bunch of shows. We got to play with a bunch of awesome other bands. So it was, it was definitely a learning experience about being in a band. Yeah, you know, we recorded we recorded a seven inch and and uh, you know, it was just all that was new to me. The recording was new to me. All that
0: stuff. Yeah, in was what, just it was a good it was a very good experience. Nice. What 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 kind of stuff uh, was that band doing? It was very like. It was very New York
1: ish kind yeah. of
2: okay.
1: like um, how can I put it? Uh, it was like breakdown, but yeah. nowhere near as good as breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: like I feel like I feel like that was probably what the the goal was, but yeah, a failed failed miserable <laughs> failing of a you know
0: yeah. You need that drink. But that
1: idea, you no, know, like that was the idea.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah yeah that band is uh that's like the hardcore person's hardcore band you know that's like the the one that influences so many bands but it's not like you know someone who's casually into hardcore wouldn't know about that you know there's that's why I kind of like that there's bands like that that we have you know that's fantastic breakdown's one of those, it's just a fantastic band yeah yeah no, um, no. and and you're playing guitar in this band yes, I was playing guitar, yeah yeah and then uh, after this is uh, – so you, you've been in – how many bands have you been in? You probably have lost count at this point, I
1: imagine. I mean, a dozen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know, some of them had – some of them were extremely short-lived. Some right. of them was just me filling in. Yeah. Like I filled in for, you know, for a grip
3: mm-hmm.
1: for just, just a weekend of yeah. shows. It wasn't – I wasn't like a – I was never in the band. Right. Um. I – I filled in for bass for Waldo Jericho on their first European tour. Okay, you know it was just like, you know, I was in Diecast for a couple months, so it's just like there were some definitely some short stints. Yeah, in uh, there.
0: Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I've been in some bands. Yeah, and uh, I actually spoke to uh, Wes last night for the, for the podcast. So from, he, oh, okay. he actually cool. talked about uh, going to Europe. Um. So, culture—that uh, was a more uh, a band you were in for quite a quite a while.
1: Yeah, um, myself and Josh Williams, the drummer. We, I mean, we started that band and early on, it was just me and him, and we didn't have any real direction. We just knew we we wanted to do a band, right? And we had this guy Mark that was singing, and like the day before we're supposed to go record a demo because we had a couple songs we wanted to record and we like told him hey it's gonna cost whatever the whatever it was each you know
2: yeah
1: and i met like i remember specifically him being like i'm gonna pay for that
2: (laughs) yeah
1: and we were like all right cool well then you're out of the band right so so (laughs) so we kicked him out of the band and at this point now it's just me and josh yeah So the night before the studio, I had to write lyrics for these songs and I sang on the demo. Like I played guitar, played bass and sang on the demo. And that was the first time I, I even thought about singing. Right. So, and like to me, those songs were nothing like what culture turned into later on musically
2: right
1: it was it was it was very different and um i mean there's still people today that say that that demo is the best thing that culture ever did i don't think so but right but uh it's pretty wild to listen to it from time to time like god damn i was 18 years old You know, at like nineteen years old, whatever whatever I was at this point, twenty maybe. I don't. I don't remember.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm really bad with like years and ages and yeah, what was yeah. happening and, right. Like, I I can kind of tell you the chronological chronological order of when they happened right. as far as like the order, just not the correct date years and all that. And
2: that kind of shit. Yeah,
1: right. I'm not going to remember all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was that was the first band? You know, like, and and it wasn't even a full band. It was just me
0: and a drummer. <laughs> And it's the first time you're writing lyrics or did, were you writing? Yeah. 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 I'm writing about this chick that dumped me and this is so
1: stupid.
2: Right.
1: Like, <laughs> like this dumb shit. That I, like I wrote about this girl that dumped me. Yeah. And then the other song on the demo was about, um, at, at, at this point is when like Christian bands were starting to infiltrate oh, yeah. into hardcore. Yeah. And I started and I wrote a song about that, like kinda like, who the fuck
2: are you to like <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, blah blah blah. Like right. you yeah, I was just all I was all worked up, yeah. you know. So yeah, I mean that's what that's what <laughs> that's what I had to sing about back
0: then. Yeah.
1: Those were my woes back then.
0: <laughs> uh and you start they, culture started doing straight edge themes in the in the, the music after that.
1: Um it it turned into that afterwards
2: yeah yeah
1: it wasn't necessarily the the it wasn't necessarily what we were about at first it so happened that we had straight edge members because they were just just the way it worked out really i think i think we were like hey listen we don't want to get like a bunch of dudes on drugs and drink all the time in the band
2: yeah
1: but it wasn't like everyone's got to be straight edge either so it was very so at first it was not like that and then it sort of morphed into that,
0: yeah later on, yeah and uh you you guys went to Europe,
1: we did that- uh that was a that was a hard tour, yeah. for me anyways, yeah, um, wasn't getting along with with some members, and yeah. there was a lot of fighting, and it was just it just looking back now, like there's such fools, like it should have been the most amazing time of our right. lives, right you know like here we got these young ass kids getting flown over to Europe <laughs> right and being paid to play there and people know all songs like, but you know there were a lot of chiefs and
0: no Indians in that band yeah yeah uh, so it just it just turned into a shit show yeah was that was that the first tour you guys did or did you do stuff in the states before that
1: um we did we did like weekends and stuff we never okay. really like actually toured, toured. you just Again, yeah. being in Florida, just didn't make it. Just wasn't yeah. logistically able to, you know. Right. But uh, that was our first like tour. Like yeah. we were gone, we were gone for like twenty eight days or something oh, nuts.
0: Wow. So that's a long yeah,
1: like a it long was, time. In that was pretty, it's a long time. When like week one, you already hate everyone yeah, in the band, yeah. you know,
0: and you're that far away from home, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're just yeah, like it's just it's it was it was a wild time. Yeah. It was a wild time. Yeah. We can look back on it now and kind of laugh at it, but like, right. but for a long time, man, like I'll be honest, for a long time, I was super pissed at those dudes. Yeah, I ca- I carried that with me for a long time.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I mean by no means was i any kind of angel right. at all like i'm not going to say i don't necessarily play a victim but like right i was the last original member right you know and then they were like well you're out of the band i'm like oh <laughs> 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 so all right so there's that so yeah that's just, but you know you get older and you reevaluate what's really important and that definitely is not, is not. worth holding on to
0: yeah definitely that's good, and, but uh, yeah, but you know, and, but yeah. fuck Damien. <laughs> I know when, I, when you so when you sent me a message that after I put that up, and you I th- I think you wrote something like you know how did you make such an asshole sound cool or, or something like that, and for a second I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know your name, so I was like fuck, is this some guy? You know because I. I've maybe gotten a <laughs> couple of those from someone who was like, wow, you really had that dude on your, you know, like, uh, and I was like, for a second, I'm like, oh, this is some dude that he screwed over, you know, or something like that, but then I realized dude. Yeah. What? Right. yeah, um, right. And that, and that band still exists, right? Or sort of? Which band? Culture? Culture?
1: Well, um, we don't exist anymore. Yeah. We're definitely, like, I have no interest in playing yeah. anymore, right. nor do I feel like there's any actual interest in being out play. Like I feel right, like,
2: right.
1: I feel like those reunion shows and a couple of fests we what, was exactly what we should have done.
2: Yeah.
1: And then just, and just not, and then that's it. Like, yeah, yeah just close the book. It, it was cool to be able to go to Japan, which was wild. And, oh, nice. and yeah. And like play Europe a couple of times again and then play some, fe- you know, play some fests around here. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was worth it. It was worth it to get back together again for that, but yeah. there's no, there's no reason to, to continue trying to, to do that. Yeah. And we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything since um, the last shows in Europe, which I think were in sixteen, two thousand sixteen.
2: 2016.
1: Okay. So yeah, there, something like that. So there was no real plan to do anything after that. I knew I was done with it
0: yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I knew it had, it had run it for me it had it had run its course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at, so after uh culture when you were originally in, in the band um mm-hmm. after that uh one nation under Um
1: yeah, there was I moved to Ohio. No, next would be uh of the Shed.
0: Okay, oh yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, because I went to Ohio and sort of messed around with doing some local bands there and stuff, just playing music still. Um, And then a buddy of mine from Ohio was already out in Connecticut playing a Bloodsmashed, and he asked me if I wanted to come play bass. And I was like, well, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, you know, packed up my shit and moved out there for a year. And played Buzz the shed musically buzz the shed made me like a much better musician
0: oh nice yeah that's always good to play, like playing with like top level musicians to, for to sure
1: cory the, the guitar player yeah and i've and i've told i've told Corey this you know
0: on the phone we've, we've
1: a couple of years ago we sort of reconnected after several years of not talking at all um and I, I told him I was like you know man like the way you the songs you wrote and the way I had to learn how to play like it just made me a better player and it made me and it and it carried itself on to almost every band I've been in since yeah you know it's it's just uh it was really it was a like a great experience musically because mm-hmm. I like I said I learned a ton about not just about playing but just about like equipment yeah. and like just nuances of how to do this and make this sound better and that and how to take care of this and i learned a lot from that but like being in that band was was a was a, a a challenge
2: yeah
1: um you know so after about a year i was like all right well i'm out I actually quit that band. I feel, I feel like that's one of the only bands I've actually quit and yeah. not been kicked out of. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it wasn't like they gave a shit. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it wasn't like I was, you know, like they were probably hoping it was probably easier for them than it was, <laughs> you know, than they actually have to kick me out. Right. But, um, but still like looking back again, you know, you get older, you look back on it and I made a ton of great friends out there Yeah. that I still talk to today. Um, so all in all it was a it was a positive experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like... they're a fucking killer band and they're a killer oh, yeah. band.
2: Like yeah, yeah.
1: Like every every song they wrote was was a banger,
2: like yeah. every one.
1: So
0: nice. Um do, do you like playing bass better than guitar?
1: Um in my old age, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Way less responsibility. <laughs> right, right. Like guitar is just, you know. It's right there, front and center. A bass, I can hit the wrong note, and no one's really gonna pay attention. Right. I can throw my bass around and jump around and hit a note here and there, and it's okay. But yeah,
0: guitar,
1: you got <laughs> guitar, you got to pay a little more <laughs> yeah, attention
0: to. Yeah. Um. So, so after that, band, would uh, was that Terror after that? No, it was One Nation oh, Under. The, oh, that's the One Nation Under. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was Blues then, then I came back to Ohio. There were a couple of incarnations of One Nation Under. We started off as more like a, uh, um, like a metal band,
2: yeah. You know,
1: quote unquote, quote unquote metal, metal core, I guess it was. Um, And then, like, I went with Walls of Jericho um, and roadied for them on their West Coast shows. They were playing. I think it was like ten shows.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And I drove out there with them, and we played with uh throwdown.
2: Yeah.
1: And it changed everything yeah. musically for me. Right. I remember being in California and seeing like just get done seeing Throwdown. And this is like the original throwdown with like Keith singing and like it was right. at the heyday of it, you know. And I and I remember like calling back to some dudes here in Ohio. I'm like, listen, we're changing everything. Right. <laughs> where, <laughs> like, and and then that's kind of how One Nation Under started,
0: nice. really, from there. Yeah. And how how long did that band last?
1: Uh, a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I, if I remember correctly, they put a yeah. CD out on Alvaron Records, which was like, um, the German label.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it was uh, yeah. I mean. It was uh, it was good to be in that band. We played a ton of shows, yeah. um, a, ton of, a ton of different festivals and things of it like that. And I, I, I was kind of getting burned out on it a little bit. Yeah, just that, uh, you know, just it, it sort of had run its course. Right, and that's when at uh, Furnace Fest, whatever year that was, we were. Uh, it's uh, buried alive was playing. I'm sorry, not very live. Uh, Terror was playing. Okay. Uh, I want to say it was Terror's first, first um, furnace fest. Right. And they had a bass player they just hated. Right. <laughs> and like, so I started talking to Scott. I'm like, well, look, let's, you know, let's make some moves here. Right. Like, you know, long story short, he hit me up and was like, so you, do you want, you want to do it? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. Cause to <laughs> me, Terror was the the greatest thing I had ever heard.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, you know, like, it was, like, I was such a fan.
0: Yeah, yeah, they changed the game.
1: Beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was such a fan before any of that happened that it was just, like, to be asked to do it. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And, funny story, uh, let me rewind a little bit. Right before I moved to Ohio, yeah, uh, there was talk about me playing in despair. Oh, really? With yeah because but they weren't sure what they were doing if they were going to stay a band if they were going to break up right they weren't really sure so obviously eventually they broke up and i was talking to scott on the phone and he was like yeah you know i'm gonna start a new band with these guys up here if you want to if you, you can still move up there and play in that band <laughs> and i was like no nah, i'm gonna to move to ohio instead <laughs> right <laughs> fucking asshole i could have been buried alive that's crazy so so when scott you know, when Scott Vogel calls you for a second time and says, "Hey, <laughs> you want to be in a band with me?" You just you you don't make the same mistake twice. Right, right.
0: So I, you know, I went out and did that for a year. Yeah, and you you um, were, you did that first record with them. I did. I recorded
1: yeah. Lowest of the Low. Yes. And then, like, man, that was such a
0: that was, was at so Mars, amazing. Right? The, where they did like Integrity, yeah, and all yeah,
1: that stuff. yeah, Ringworm, Integrity, all right. that shit. How was that? So it was just before? like. It, it was amazing. It was yeah. like like my first real studio. Right. You know, like like even the one they shunned stuff was filmed in a buddy's basement. I mean, right. we recorded it in a buddy's basement. It wasn't like we had, you know. So it's like it was like my first time in a real studio atmosphere. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was just it was great time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I learned those songs like the week
0: before. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, because like we played like three Canada dates. Like my first shows were in were in Canada with them.
2: Huh.
1: Like, I've I drove to Buffalo yeah. in a van, picked all of them up at the airport in Buffalo. We then went to a practice space in Buffalo. We practiced once, and then went and played like three or four shows. That's crazy. And then the next week we were <laughs> we were recording. Huh. So yeah, it was it was wild, man. It yeah. was just that's the, it was just a wild time.
0: Nice. And you uh tour with them?
1: Yeah, we toured yeah.
0: A, a ton with them. Yeah. They,
1: that band's a fucking touring machine, you know? Yeah. Like
2: yeah.
1: it's non off It was yeah. and it was bright when they were like like to me, it was like they were so fresh and new. Yeah. That like you couldn't go to a show without seeing seven hundred fucking terror shirts.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know, right?
1: You no, know, it was wild. It was like just, it was just, it was really wild. It was yeah. just, it was off. It was awesome to be able to be a part of that little bit of their history.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's a that's a fucking that's a fucking great record too. So, oh, uh, it's, it's, it's the best. Yeah. Um, so after terror, um, what do you do after that? Um, once I was relieved
1: of my duties, you mean, <laughs> uh, yet, yet another relieving of my duties. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Do you want yeah. To talk about that
1: uh, is that, is that, it's not a big deal. Todd yeah. Jones was a cocksucker. Yeah. You know, he was an asshole. Yeah. I was probably going to too. Right. Those guys thought that they couldn't, they couldn't do a band without him. Right. At the time. You know so obviously I'm the one that goes which right. I get totally yeah. understand yeah then of course two months later he fucking puts the band
0: <laughs> anyway so it's
1: right. like you son of a bitch <laughs> 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 then, then fast fast forward a bunch of years later I see nails yeah. uh, nails is playing nails is playing that uh this is hardcore yeah and it's the first time I first time I've seen Todd and I don't, I don't even know how many a decade yeah. probably and uh it was the first time we talked and I was like hey man He's like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, Hey, you guys, the set was, you know, it was really awesome. He's yeah. like, Oh, I really appreciate it. He, he was just like, Hey dude, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm sorry too. Right. And then it was just, we just started talking about stuff.
2: Like yeah. it was, everything was fine. That's good. But, uh, yeah,
1: I hated his guts for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? It happens.
1: So yeah. So then I come back. Um, I actually was already back in Ohio. I had never actually officially moved to California. I was just flying back and forth back then you catch a flight to California for a hundred bucks, you know? know, So it was was easy. So, um, so I'm already in Ohio. All my gear is in California. Yeah. So I, I sell my base tab out there to actually to terror. I think, I think they bought it.
2: Oh,
1: okay. And, um, and then Scott just mailed me out the rest of my stuff. Um, I didn't want to play bass anymore. I want to start playing guitar again. So I sold all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have an amazing story about one of the basses that I've sold too, that I'll yeah. share with you before it's all okay. is over. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. That's, that's <laughs> um, hard. I could talk the rest of the night if you don't stop me. So, yeah, um, nice. there was, um, so I sold all my stuff and I, you know, got guitar stuff. And then I started, um, Still crossed. Yeah. Which was weird. It just sort of fell into place. I just, I, there were dudes that were in One Nation Under with me. Yeah. That were still playing, you know, off and on. So I was like, listen, let's just do this. Like, all right. We grabbed ourselves a singer and we wrote like 10 songs or so, and Indecision Records put it out on a CD. And uh right when the right when the record came out, I was in currently I was playing bass for Walt of Jericho in Europe at that time on that tour. And uh they uh still crossed the decided they didn't want to wait for me so they'd kick me out. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I, like honestly, like obviously the common denominator in all of this is me. <laughs> so i must have been i had to have been incredibly i had to have been incredibly hard to be in a band like yeah. and looking back and looking back i i can see it yeah you know like now right like and that's why and that's why the band i'm doing now it's it's such a different experience yeah because all that i i just kind of got rid of all that bullshit yeah. that i would carry around but you know so it's like obviously it was me. Obviously I, I had some sort of problem be it my attitude, be it whatever the case right. was so I, it, and no way, shape or form blaming anybody else except right. for myself. So, um, you know, it's whatever, yeah. <laughs> like looking back, like none of those bands were going to pay the rent anyway. they right. will mail terror, whatever. Right. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it is what it is. And it definitely, each band was definitely a learning experience for yeah. me personally. Yeah um so yeah so after that, I just kinda didn't do anything yeah for for like twelve years oh wow, I didn't play uh in any bands yeah. i didn't I just didn't do anything um
0: we you go on a show still
1: occasionally, yeah occasionally um not very often at all, um So it just, uh, you know, I got a phone call one day from, from Damien and I hadn't talked to Damien from culture. We had, we didn't really talk at all since culture really, you know, since I moved, since I moved from Gainesville to Ohio, we hadn't really spoken because there was a lot of bad, bad blood there from culture and and, and other things. Um, you know, I kind of, I kind of blamed him, right or wrong. I kind of blamed him for culture turning into what it turned into, and right. So I always blamed him for that, and I, you know, we we talked, and it was a, you know, it, it worked itself out. Yeah. So then we wanted to do, we wanted to do something together. I'm like, hey, listen, I got these songs that I'm just sort of just noodling around with. Why don't we go ahead and I'll just record everything, all the music and everything, and then. You throw some vocals on it and we'll just see, we'll see what happens. Right. He's like, I, so that ultimately turned into On um, Dots.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So it was, uh, I mean, we, we put out a couple of records and it never, we only played like five shows. And what's funny, or we played six shows and four of those were in Japan. Oh,
0: wow. And you're playing guitar. In this. Yeah. Yes, I'm playing guitar. Yeah.
1: But it was weird. Like, we just had the connections from <laughs> culture going there. they just, I don't know. It just sort of all works itself out. But huh, uh, That's crazy. Yeah. I hadn't done any bands or anything. We did the culture reunion show in Miami, and then we played um, Eberfest in Belgium.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it's sort of just, that's how me and Damien decided to start doing. On bodies and stuff, and then just sort of we used the connections from
0: the culture Japan stuff to get us over to Japan. And, it was, it was, that, yeah.
1: I mean,
0: that, I was going to say, is that, was that similar music on bodies to what culture was doing?
1: Um, on bodies was, was more straight up like hardcore stuff, more like yeah. still crossed. More,
0: yeah. you
1: know. It was more like, it was more like straight up not metal at all. Yeah. It was, so it was, uh, it was cool to do that because I hadn't played that in a long time. I just, I just had these songs that I had been, these riffs that I had been messing around with, you know, and I just sort of put them together. So, um, then after that, trying to think what happened after that. After that, I think would be, um, justified defiance.
2: Yeah.
1: um, I sang for that band. Oh, okay. On the the demo, I played drums and sang. Right. And the other, and the other, and there was only one other person in the band at the time was he played the guitar parts and uh, the bass.
2: Huh.
1: Um, Then eventually we got members and we played shows around here in in Cincinnati and stuff. And uh, Speed Under Records put the 7-inch out. Yeah. Um, that band was kind of doomed from the start.
0: Right. Just
1: uh, it was never going to be much to my chagrin. It was never going to be anything serious. Yeah. So it just sort of, uh, you know. Fizzled out. Yeah. So it just, you know, members didn't want to take it seriously.
2: Yeah. And
1: then, so it just whatever, you know, yeah. it just it happened. Right. Um, so then that's when I started. Uh, not not like right after, but you know, a little bit after is when I did uh, started treason, which okay. is where we're you know at now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And playing in all the all these different bands, um, to get influenced by you know the different people you've worked with, or you know, obviously you learn, you grow as you as you go through all these bands, but uh. Like at the end of the day, do you think, you know, being in all these bands has been worth, you know, just making you, making you improve as a musician and a writer and that kind of thing?
1: Um, yeah, I think not only has it helped me, has it improved me and taught me stuff about music and about, you know, recording and, and designing layouts and, you know, just so on and so forth. It's also helped me as a person as right. well because, you know, like I said, it's not really easy to look back on things and know that you were the cause of this or you were the cause of that, right? And 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 it not be positive, you right. know. So I had to take personal stock in myself for a lot of things before I could really move forward personally. Right. So and and, and being in those bands and making those mistakes and making some of the greatest memories I'll ever have and those all played a part of it.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it it all all played a part in me figuring out who I am as a person.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's when it's when when you realize this stuff is more than just a a style of music for for some of us, you know.
1: Right, and and it took me it, it took me a long time to take personal responsibility
2: yeah
1: for for and you know and, and it's and it's kind of a bummer because i feel like i missed out on some stuff that i probably could have been a part of right that either it, it just didn't work out for whatever reason right but the common, like again, like I said, the common de- denominator was me. Right. So, I've definitely, I've definitely like learned. I don't want to say I learned my lesson. Oh. I just learned about, I learned about myself. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Sounds like you've made more uh, positive choices. Anyway, with a few uh, side steps here and there, you know, which we all do
1: right
0: right, right. Um, yeah
1: you know it's a it's a, con- it's a constant uh you know you're constantly learning yeah so.
0: and dag nasty was singing about all that stuff on that that first record you bought right and I, you know
1: why you the know. fuck i should listen to them then i don't <laughs> yeah, know what i'm of the, waiting on yeah no I, I waited 20 years to figure <laughs> it out but.
0: all that stuff didn't uh, <laughs> we didn't absorb it at the time i guess
1: yeah. I wish I absorbed a lot more of what I was listening to right. than, than just listening
0: to it. Right, yeah. right. Uh so you said you have a, a couple uh current projects, uh, and you're doing some seven inches uh one. Yeah, group, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Lowest. Yep, lowest. It's me and the singer for uh Mike, the singer for Martyr
0: A D. Okay.
1: And what um, kind of stuff is this? I I it's it's very like the haunted type stuff. It's oh, very cool. Like groovy melodic metal type stuff. Um he uh I had these songs written and recorded for the longest time. Right. Um I just didn't have a singer that was gonna fit it. And then one day I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, Mike would be perfect for this. And I knew he would. I knew he'd be perfect for it. Right. So I hit him up and I was like, Listen, I don't know what you got going on. This is really just a project that I just wanna hear your vocals on. There was no plans for anything. Yeah. It didn't have a name. It was just four songs that I had recorded. Yeah. Um and uh he put vocals on it and it was fucking awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Like he made the songs. The songs are good. Yeah the songs are decent musically, but like with his vocals on it, he definitely
0: pushed them over to the
1: he def he definitely set it set it off for sure. Nice. And um a blasphemer records is going to put seven inch out. Actually, they go up on sale tomorrow. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they go on sale tomorrow at noon. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and then I have um, this other thing called Deep Breath. Yeah. And that's all. That's me doing everything. I'm playing guitar, drums, bass, and doing vocals.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and that's more of a like quick sandy. Type of band like early quicksand where they're still a little heavy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, It's more along the lines of that. Nice. And the lyrics are the lyrics are definitely about fucking up.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And realizing and realizing that you fucked up. Yeah. Um, This is a lot of stuff, a lot of personal shit I wanted to get out, and I didn't necessarily want to do it in a band.
2: Right.
1: In a band setting that other people wouldn't may not identify with it, so I just want to do it myself. Yeah. And uh Irish Voodoo Records is putting that out and that'll yeah. be out in February.
0: Oh nice. And that's that's a perfect name for that then, deep breath. For,
1: yeah, you know, like yeah, I just I, it that's really what that's really what it was wow. too. I, I like I st- I took a step back, took a deep breath, and was like, All right, you're a fucking asshole and here's all <laughs> the reasons why. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. I, and I just figured it out,
0: you know. Yeah, it's it, it, well, I'm glad that you're you're able to to get there, you know, because a lot of people live with that stuff forever and just, you
1: know,
0: turn into a yeah. I, I don't
1: know. To. I don't think I would have survived without yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. Without that outlet, like it's it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, to me is is having music as to listen to, to play, yeah, to experience. It's without it I don't know that I would have made it out of my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where it's it's been such a wild ride.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and I've had so many great experiences, a lot of shitty experiences too.
2: Yeah.
1: But I've I, you know, I just I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change that. Like yeah. it's, it's been the it's been the greatest gift in my life is being able to sit down and write a song. Yeah. And even if no one ever hears it, yeah, you know, like it it may be something that no one, like not a single person ever hears, but like I wrote it. I know I wrote it. Yeah. It came from me. It's just, uh, it's a good feeling.
0: Yeah. It's the, that's the whole spirit of, uh, punk and hardcore It's just, that's one of the, the, the pieces of it, creating something for yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, if someone else likes it, that's cool, but yeah. That's great, right? Well, I I appreciate you uh, doing this for me. Uh, it was uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it's it's uh, you know, one day we'll
1: have to do one about something else, like yeah. not music, like some other do yep. some other shit and talk yeah, about. It. I mean, because obviously, I have no problem talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I want. You know what
0: I'm saying? I mean, I that's <laughs> what I want on the pod. Like, I, there was a, a friend of mine a, a, a few years ago when I started doing this. I said. You know, I wanted to get this uh, drummer guy for on the show. And she texts me back and says, Oh, you don't want that guy. That's all that guy does is talk about himself. And I wrote, and I said, that's literally what my podcast is, is for people to talk right. about Right, like, like, who do you want? Someone who's not going to
1: talk about themselves? Like, <laughs> what the fuck y'all going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. But, but also, <laughs> I,
0: yeah, but but I, I do like doing, uh, I've done some episodes where we, we just, pick a subject and talk about something. So I, I would love to do that at some point.
1: And it'll be cool at some point when we're allowed to actually be around people again.
2: <laughs> I know, right? And okay. So
1: like like to do to do your podcast like in the same room with someone. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: That would be great.
1: Because I feel like that you you can feed off other stuff. Like there's probably yeah. other things we could have branched off onto. Yeah. But without yeah. like that 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 personal in front of each other thing and yeah. we didn't get a chance to do it.
2: Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would
1: definitely I would definitely like to do it again, yeah. you know, and really maybe focus on just uh, something else besides yeah. music sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah, just like great. talk about something else. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't, don't invite Damien. I don't <laughs> want that cocksucker
3: in my, <laughs> Yeah, doing, I, I
0: definitely prefer doing them in person and, uh, doing them on the phone has been, especially with people I, I haven't met in person. Um, awesome, man. Well, I will, uh, I'll let you know when I'm going to put this up and, uh, Thanks again for doing this. It's been real fun. Sweet
1: man, I appreciate it.
0: All right, have a good night. What about